Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then talk about it. This is page 884. Burst into tears. I'm not so sure about that, I said, my voice sounding strange in my own ears. My hands were shaking worse now. Grand didn't seem surprised by this. You've had the bit in your teeth for a couple days now, haven't you? Her tone made it clear it wasn't really a question. I know the look. You've been keeping busy. Looking after the girls, not sleeping, probably not eating much. She picked up the plate. Eat your pudding. It will help to get some food in you. I ate the pudding. Halfway through, I began to cry, choking a bit as it stuck in my throat. Gran refilled my cup with more tea and poured another dollop of brandy in on top of it. Drink that down, she repeated. I took a swallow. I didn't mean to say anything, but I found myself talking anyway. I think there might be something wrong with me, I said quietly. A normal person doesn't have it in him to do the things I do. A normal person would never kill people like this. That may be, she admitted, sipping from her own cup. But what would you say if I told you Bill's leg had gone a bit green and sweet-smelling under that bandage? I looked up, startled. He's got the rot? She shook her head. No, I told you he's fine, but what if? We'd have to cut the leg off, I said. Gran nodded seriously. That's right, and we'd have to do it quickly. Today. No dithering about and hoping he'd fight his way through on his own. That wouldn't do a thing but kill him. She took a sip, watching me over the top of her cup, making it a question of sorts. I nodded. I knew it was true. You've got some medicine, she said. You know that proper doctoring means hard choices. She gave me an unflinching look. We ain't like other folk. You burn a man with an iron to stop his bleeding. You save the mother and lose the babe. It's hard, and nobody ever thanks you for it. But we're the ones that have to choose. She took another slow drink of tea. The first few times are the worst. You'll get the shakes and lose some sleep. But that's the price of doing what needs to be done. There were women too, I said, the words catching in my throat. Gran's eyes flashed. They earned it twice as much, she said. And the sudden furious anger in her sweet face caught me so completely by surprise that I felt prickling fear crawl over my body. A man who would do that to a girl is like a mad dog. He ain't hardly a person, just an animal. Needs to be put... And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. And uh, Jeremy is back uh, gathering horse apples to cram into a pie. Now, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, Like Foth's voice, sounding strange in his own ears, my voice sounds a little bit strange in your ears. And listeners, uh, I I don't have a funny joke to go with it. The fact is, uh, the, the smoke in the air here in Canada from the fires here in Canada have been getting to me. So... Uh, much like we did a bit a while back about Jeremy's smoker voice, this is my smoker voice. I, say, I feel like we've all had, I don't know if I've had a smoker voice moment on the podcast, but like I definitely used to have a smoker voice as a child. So like, we've all <laughs> Yeah, with all the cigarettes you smoked as a child. No, I just had really bad asthma. People used to tell me that I sounded like Patty and Selma and I didn't get the joke because I didn't watch The Simpsons. That's awful. Until later. And then child. I did watch The Simpsons and I thought it was very funny. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, no, I actually, I knew I sounded weird. <laughs> it's no fun to bully you because you're just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are things about me that are strange. Enjoy. <laughs> There's a reading wherein uh, a woman inflicting gender-based violence on other women is is somehow worse 
and that is a, a deep betrayal. And Gran seems to reflect that opinion. Yes, I agree. It's good to get this opinion in writing in the book because while we discuss it on the podcast and it's something that's sort of like there without saying it's there previously, it's also not on the page until now. And I think it's important that Rothfuss put that opinion on the page, whether or not it be like his opinion. It's just important to have a character with that opinion. Personally, I do kind of feel like it's his opinion, but I think it's a big fallacy to assume that uh, what a character says uh, in in the book is what the author thinks. I don't know. I probably shouldn't even say I think it's his opinion because I don't even know if I do think that. It's much harder to ascribe this kind of stark morality to the real world, despite the fact that you know you can look around and go, gosh, it would certainly be easier to handle some of these problems if certain people just weren't around anymore. Yeah, who gets to make those decisions is kind of like a... <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's maybe that's kind of the the crux of it, right? Is who gets to make those decisions? In in the fantasy book here, we are in a world where the enforcement of justice is less uh not less, I don't know, less easy, less less uh constant if the, when the social contract is less well formed in this kind of proto pre-modern society, you can kind of disappear into the margins if you're a criminal or or a bandit. Maybe it is easier or maybe it is more true that like you can't let people certain people are going to go off the reservation so deeply and need to be stopped but i think what's happening here is that it's reinforcing to quoth the idea that he's empowered to make these decisions i think this is kind of set up i think this is also kind of reinforcing the idea of quoth as a cure day if I had to guess, based on, again, what we've talked about um, with the character of Daenerys, we are following our character and nodding along as they make a difficult decision uh, because they're making it against people who clearly deserve it. And then they have you know, trusted advisors who say, you did the right thing. Yeah. In this case, this whole sequence, we have Gran, we have the town, we have the girls themselves all of whom are patting Quoth on the back and saying, you did the right thing. This was the right thing to do. And we, the audience, are nodding along with them. But now we, as people who tear this book apart into tiny pieces and then put them back together, are like, but was it right? Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate that the book is even is even doing that. Like, Quoth has these doubts, right? It's not like Quoth is a more... And this, that's the difference between um, between Game of Thrones and this book, is that I don't recall... Daenerys like having any doubts about it she sets her mind to it and she's like this was the right thing to do and even with how complex the issue was even with Quoth having said on a previous page I never had the nightmares again he's still here with Gran he's still shaking he's still like processing his trauma as trauma and he's still like I must there must be something wrong with me and what she's saying is sort of like you're you're a special boy you know you're you're a surgeon you're you're a doctor and us doctors have to make these tough choices. And I think that a pessimistic reading or a, a reading where this is like a, a dark foreshadowing is that Quoth will take this to heart and believe himself empowered to make these choices and will make them more easily. And that will lead him to his, uh, his undoing. And it's, it's worth noting also that the fact that we know that this is a tragedy or that it ends um, in a place where, where, narrator quoth feels that he has failed 
means that it casts all this in different light. And that's one of the reasons I think the frame is so important because all of this, everything without that frame, without knowing he's failed, makes it, I would think, much harder to swallow and would cast him in the light of like, you know, I want to say Mary Sue again. That's a a phrase that's (laughs) tossed around too much. It's a lot harder to swallow him being like the most special boy who's making all the most special boy decisions all the time. Yeah, I much I much prefer to read him as a person who maybe on the surface might be read that way, but in fact has a complicated happenstance. Exactly. And it's it's interesting to imagine like what is gonna lead him to his failure. Inevitable doom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we see in all the ways in which he is he excels, but then we also can imagine all the ways in which his flaws will lead him there. I don't wanna like overdo that topic because we do it a lot. We do do it a lot. Maybe we've already overdone it. Maybe we're past the point of no return. Exactly. And it's like the like the Peter hitting his shin joke in Family Guy. I pretend I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it becomes good again because we've done it so much. Oh, that's how that works. Comparing these things to doctoring is an interesting metaphor, wouldn't you say? It makes sense because Gran is like the town doctor. Yeah, and I guess there's like a... There's a comparison happening there in that, like, doctors make hard choices, and sometimes hard choices happen in other professions, I guess. The hard choices are matters of life and death, and the matters of, like, we have to be the arbiters of what is the, the greater good, frankly. And, you know, that as well, that's a resonant term. I hesitate to call it a theme, but certainly the idea of the Amir and the Kiridae making these hard choices for the greater good is central to the plot. And even if it's not Quoth, like what if, what if uh, the killing of his family was for the greater good from a certain point of view, Quoth will have to reckon with that. And maybe he'll end up going, you know what, maybe I would have had to make the same decision. Would I have made it? Yeah. It's without the third book and knowing it's totally up in the air. (laughs) Absolutely. I do think it's likely that Quoth doesn't know the big picture around his family's murder. I mean, whoever knows the big picture about anything. Exactly. But like, I, you know, just as, as far as. Yeah, there is something missing in our knowledge of this situation. Although for the most part, close actions make sense based on what he is, what he has been exposed to knowledge wise. Yes. Yes. But, uh, you know, again, he's mm-hmm. making a lot of assumptions, I suppose, with decent information. But still. Well, we will see everyone tomorrow on another page. Uh, the wind.